Welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. Today has been filled with a lot of emotions. As you know, we have witnessed the the verdict of the Ahmad Arbery's trial today. But before I get into that, I would like to just talk about the fact that as I was witnessing and observing the trial, so many things came to mind. I've watched the defense play, and and playing is, is a terrible word because they were not playing. They were actually painting the picture that African-American men are still a danger to society by the color of their skin. They played on the dehumanization of African-American men than African-American people just by stating and saying that an emergency was just a black man running through our neighborhood. That's an alarm. A black man is running through our neighborhood is considered an emergency. Then to talk about his toenails being long and dirty, just painting that picture of an ape-like creature. Now, though I am elated that these murderers were found guilty and that they are going to prison, here's the deal. See, you have a young man, Ahmad Arbery, who is not going to return home. No acquittal or anything else would have provided him with an option to return home. Not physically. He's not going to return home. Then I have to watch three murderers who wanted to recreate past history and continue to do what Rittenhouse has done and so many others are doing by feeling as though they can just do what they want to do. And as long as you are doing something wrong to an African-American, you can claim self-defense. It's that simple. I mean, it is, it is clear that Arbery was going to dust that guy off. It was clear. But look what he had to go through for the number of minutes or whatever length of time it took for them to put him in that position to where he had to fight for his life, physically fight for his life. But they wanted to make the trial out of Self-defense. That's just amazing. I can't think of any black man who's standing in prison, who's sitting in prison right now, had the opportunity to provoke a situation, kill someone, and have the privilege of requesting a defense of self-defense. But as I 
observed and witnessed this trial and listened to the defense lawyers paint this picture of Arbery, I get a chance to listen to the news commentators and the lawyers talk about how vivid and how apparent this murder was but still by law they were saying we don't know how it might turn out because the prosecution will have to prove by a by a shadow of doubt with no doubt that those three men had the intent of murdering Arbery when they did it and that they had to prove that it was no self-defense it just blew my mind that this is the law that we live under this is the law that African Americans have to deal with when they get shot and killed and there's no video available we had a video for George Floyd and we were still wondering what the jurors might do we had Rittenhouse on video and we watched a judge become the best defense lawyer in the courtroom and we watched the young man walk away. So all of this happening caused me to think about Trayvon Martin. It made me think about Emmett Till. It made me think about Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. It made me think about the, the recent exoneration of the Groveland Four. These men who have spent 70 years accused of raping a white woman. And now they're being exonerated posthumously. We just had another gentleman released from prison after 40 years. All of the past is coming to light right now. That people were going to prison. African American men were going to prison because they were falsely accused. African American men were lynched and killed because they were falsely accused. And what and what was the common denominator? There were two. One being black. And then the other, all it took was for a white woman to fear, to create a, a, an atmosphere of fear. Emmett Till speaks for itself. Trayvon Martin, it speaks for itself. The Groveland Four, it speaks for itself. It is amazing. It is amazing. Now these three men are not going to return home. Those pickup trucks are not going to be used by them to commit another murder. They are not going to get the opportunity to play the rule of posse. But we got a chance to envision through George Floyd and through Arbery what thousands of men and women have gone through through our existence in this country 
we have we've got a chance to see and just think about what was he saying to himself as he was running what was he saying to himself as he was dodging what was he saying to himself as he was trying to avert the situation that he just could not get away from what was he saying he was by himself He had his own thoughts. He can't go home. These three men, even if they spend a lifetime in prison, they will have the opportunity to receive visitors. They will have an opportunity to think about what they have done. They will have an opportunity to act out whatever they want to act out. But now, if they have children or grandchildren, the children and the grandchildren are going to have to live with their absence. But that is not a way for me to feel sorry for them. I do not feel sorry for them, but I do consider the fact that a grandchild, a child, is going to realize they're not coming home. But that child can get old enough to go and see them physically. That's not going to happen with Arbury. That opportunity is not going to happen with Arbury. They felt they had the privilege and the authority to make up a lie. That they had the authority to make a citizen's arrest to take a man's life, to remove him from this earth only because they felt they had that kind of power and privilege just to make an emergency call. And during the emergency call, the only emergency was a black man is running through our neighborhood. What a terrible situation. One of the other things that concerned me When George Floyd died, when Breonna Taylor died, we did all of the right things. We gave that energy. We showed that support, not only in this country, but around the world. Now we have Arbery. I didn't see that same kind of attention it wasn't the burning conversation we didn't see the same activity is it because is it because we became we are so complacent is it because we see and hear about it so much we just say on to the next one it is clear 
that there's a culture war going on. It is clear that our past is definitely our present. Now you consider the fact that Rittenhouse was acquitted. He is now out there to talk to whom he wants to, to walk the streets, to do just what he has done again. And we have members of the Republican Party all the way to a former president who is praising him right in front of our face. They are blatantly telling us, I can care less what you think. This is what we're going to do. And now we're hearing that congressmen and senators are fighting to bring Rittenhouse on as a staff member. And we're sitting back allowing Republicans to feel that they have enough support from voters to win. We have them thinking and feeling. Even with CNN and everybody else saying the midterms will flip over to the Republican Party. I would think that Republicans who do not support that kind of behavior, independents who do not support that kind of behavior, Democrats who do not support that kind of behavior, that it would be so many of us that those wicked Republicans would say we have to change our ways because we don't have enough support. But isn't it funny that they have that kind of support? And we have people who are saying, I don't support those things. I just don't like the Democratic Party. You can't go to a party and you can't be seen at a party and convince someone you weren't there. You just can't do it. Now, we're in a culture war here. We have people who feel that they can kill an innocent black person and still live off the old values of claiming self-defense. And they're doing it right in front of our faces. But we're not mad enough. We're not angry enough. We're not sending the message that our vote is really going to be strong enough as a country. White, black, African-Americans, American Indians, Asians, you name it. Jewish community, it doesn't matter. There should be enough people in America to send a strong message that we are not going to accept this type of behavior we are not going to support this kind of attitude we're not going to support it but if someone feels that they have enough support to vote Democrats out and put in Dem Republicans who are supporting Donald Trump McCarthy 
And this group of people who are supporting everything negative and, and hateful about this country right now, if they are in the position to win, that tells you a lot about the country. It tells you a lot about the people that we're walking around with, going to school with, going to church with, laughing and jerking with. All of these things, it's, t- it's going to send a serious message. Complacency is not the remedy. You have to get mad. We have to be angry enough to fight. We are too weak. We are too weak. I'm calling on you. I'm saying to you that this is what we need to do. We need to send a message to our friends and family members and say, look, don't get caught up in all of the little small things. We have a bigger problem. Now, when we get the bigger problem out of the way, then we can start working on those small things again. But we have a bigger problem to deal with. It is unfortunate that Ahmad Arbery is not going to return home. It is unfortunate that his parents are not going to see his face on this earth again. It is unfortunate that the Groveland Four had to live the way they lived. It is unfortunate for what we're dealing with, the PTSD that we are suffering from. And no one wants to say that we're suffering from PTSD. But a congressman that lived through 6th January has been diagnosed with PTSD. And we have lived an existence in this country trying to outthink the opposition, trying to find a way to be a recognized citizen, trying to have the right to vote, trying to be able to walk down the street and not be expected to die. Even if we have to die from someone who looks like us, that our lives are not valuable enough to impact it. We have a problem. This is my archive. This is my one episode for the archives. I will have other conversations with my guests. But this is my episode. This is my episode. This is my episode for the archives we have to fight we have to take things seriously it is something that I'm having this conversation on Thanksgiving Eve but all of these things are happening and they are culminating on Thanksgiving Eve 
So to all of my listeners, family and friends, you know that I love you. And until next time, be good. <laughs>